his eyes was glowing with great light and he looked at me and he had such the most remarkable love and the most remarkable peace and power at the same time. And then Jesus spoke words that changed my life. Apostle Bible David, it's great to have you here on Charisma News. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will find out the story behind his name. It is actually Bible David's, and God is using him in an apostolic way that you are not going to believe. God is expediting a lot of the process that uh, he's he's prepared him for. And so there he's seeing extreme growth in the kingdom. And we're going to talk about that in, in a little bit. But even from the time of his birth, God has uh, ordained him. And we're going to talk about the experience that his mother had. And uh, it's going to be an amazing, amazing story. So Apostle Bible, it's great to have you here on Charisma News. Well, thank you so much, uh, beloved. I'm, I'm excited to be here. And I just extend a lot of love and, and gratitude to the Lord and to you for the remarkable work that you're doing. And I'm so pleased. And we're praying the Lord is just going to use all of this to bless somebody. Amen. Amen. Well, from the little bit of time that we've had before we hit record, which is always a lot of fun, you started telling me the story of your mother's experience with Jesus. And she didn't just, she didn't grow up in a Christian family or she didn't grow up in a Christian country, really. Right. Um, but I just want to ask you to kind of set this story up because your name comes from out of, comes out of this experience that your mother had. So tell us about, about her. Yeah, my mother of blessed memory was uh, on a pilgrimage to Mecca, having been married to my father, who happened to be uh, a fanatical uh, Islamist. And I'm talking about on an extremist level. I mean, like he uh, was polygamous and he would make a, a pilgrimage to Mecca almost every year. And so as they embarked on this Mecca pilgrimage, uh, she was excited to be part of that because at the time she was the third wife and she seemed to be the favorite uh, wife. Mm. And apparently it was a great time and she just was loving the, the vacation and was going about the Kaaba. And she said she had almost what seemed like a switch all of a sudden. She was supposed to be enjoying all that Islamist adventure, but she felt burdens that was unusual and unrelated to the environment that she was in at the time. Hmm. And she was having flashes of the cross. She was having flashes of Jesus. And so when they got back in the hotel room, she would have more and more intense dreams about the Lord. So she encountered the Lord on her pilgrimage to Mecca. Hmm. And now returning back to uh, Nigeria, we happen to be also fundamentally Islamist towards the north. And there's a lot of Christians too uh, in those areas, but there's a large population of Muslims. Then she was having deeper encounters with God all of that season. Then it became operate to her that she could not push it aside. So she went over and started attending church secretly. So mm -hmm. when my father found out, 
it put her life into jeopardy. She knew that if she did not take off, she was going to lose her life because these people are not playing. No. So she, she she took off and ran into a local church community with some Christian people, heard her story and covered her. And at that time she was pregnant with me. So I was growing up or I was born literally into that church centric experience, mm. uh, being the son of an Islamic fanatic or extremist that I never really seen because my mom had run away with me because I may not have been here today if she did not take off. Right. And, and then all of a sudden, at growing up in that place, she became sure, my mother was certain without the shadow of a doubt that God had a plan for my life. Mm. And she was determined to protect that that plan. And so she named me Bible. And and so it was super unusual for me. And everything seemed normal because after a while she got herself a small place and we grew up in that reality. We would go to church like literally every other evening for revival meetings. Then something unusual happened to me. When I was about 10 years old, Jesus Christ, he walked into the room one of the evenings when we got back from church. This was in 1989, on the fifth day of April, 1989. Jesus walked into the room and he spoke to me. He, so we just got back from one of those evening services. And apparently, uh, you know, we'll start making dinner when you return. And as I lay on the floor, just, you know, waiting for the dinner to be served, my uh, siblings and my mom were in the other room. And as I laid on the floor, waiting the, the glory of God, I could not tell if I was watching this like a, a panoramic view physically or if it was a spiritual experience. But what I knew at that age is that the glory of God, Jesus, that was a bright light that came first. And, and I, I just like, what what's going on? Then he walked into the room mm. and then I jumped up and I saw him and he, his eyes was glowing with great light. And he looked at me and he had such the most remarkable love and the most remarkable peace and power at the same time. And then Jesus spoke words that changed my life. And then he talked to me about the special call that he had for me and said, you will be my ambassador to the nations. Mm. And, and when he said those words, the power of the Lord came on me. And at that age, I began to demonstrate and manifest the gift of the Spirit right from that encounter. I wow. was speaking in tongues. I was, I was prophesying and I was sobbing heavily and I was quaking at the same time. And, and then after a while, I did not know that he had, he had lifted, that the vision had lifted because I was still in that awestruck experience of God. Mm -hmm. And then I shouted, when I shouted, I shouted, I yelled out ah, because of the overwhelm of the glory of God. And then my mom and sister, they ran there, but I could not stop. I was still stopping. The anointing was on me and I was prophesying and I was speaking in tongues. 
And the power of God was moving in that room. And then my mom was perplexed. She did not know what to do. So they began to call neighbors. They began to call pastors. You know, somebody that could help him. We don't know what's wrong with him. And then God was giving me words for people and the spirit of conviction will fall on them. And then they would say, we don't know why we're crying. We don't know why we're feeling the awesome presence of God, but just to connect and hear your voice is still upon us, the power of God. And then as all of that continued, a pastor of Calvary Bible Church uh, was, was standing by and he was watching everything going on. And the pastor came close and he said to, to my mom, well, your son had had the most profound encounter with Jesus. Can I invite him to my church? And he can share with my congregation what the Lord Jesus told him. So about three weeks later, they invited me over to this church. About 250 people were there. It was quite a small church and they had a big elevated podium. I'll never forget that. It was so ginormous that you have to walk into it like the old cathedrals. And then I, I was not even visible through the other side because of my small side. So they had to put a little elevation under my feet. And as I stood on that podium, I began to speak to the people about my encounter with the Lord, what he looked like, what he told me. I saw the glory of God because Jesus was standing right at the back and I could see him. And I told everybody, he's here. And when I say those words, the power of God blew throughout the room mm -hmm. and people were getting convicted of their sin. It felt like a massive revival and we started to record healing. So over the years, I have seen the same anointing, the same consciousness of the presence of God and the power of God just manifested across nations. The Lord has allowed me to travel to uh, literally four, four continents and many, many countries conducting uh, meetings and conferences and planting churches. And the most part of our work up until now that God led us in the U.S. had been done in Canada. Hmm. And, and, and what we've been seeing is just phenomenal, the outpouring of the glory of God. So, so at the core of what we do and what we are as a ministry and just the essence and the DNA of our assignment is to proliferate that uh, the very essence and the life source of the person and the power and presence of God and to pr protect that anointing and to continue to bring people into that realm of glory. And, and we've seen uh, literally millions of lives impacted by our ministry. Wow. Wow. So this all started from encounters that your mother was having with Jesus. Yes. And you yeah. said that even when she was going around the, the, I forget even the term, it's that giant, that giant cube in, right. in Mecca. Yes. It's and, called uh, the Kaaba. The Kaaba. The Kaaba. Yeah. Right. So she was going like, this is the holiest place in all of Islam. Right. And she is encountering Jesus there. Right. What were some of the encounters that she had? Because that seems to be a generational thing where it's running in, in your family. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that's going to carry on quite a bit. But what are some of those encounters that she had that gave her the, the faith to leave uh, and to go to, to that church? Right. Tell me about some of those. 
Yes, my mom was a very loyal wife to her husband. Uh, she had no, no, nothing, no consciousness whatsoever of just having any encounter with, with Jesus. It was the most unusual encounter. And she was having flashes of the light and the cross and mm. the presence of God. And she would say to me that I, I heard the voice that spoke to me and said, you don't belong here. Get out of this place. Mm. Get out of this place. Seek the light. Follow the cross. And those words will reverberate in her. And she, would, she, was, she was carrying a heavy body of the presence of God. It was, it was abstract for the most part. It was flashes of the glory of God and, and the presence of God and words that kept telling her not to stay where she was and to leave that place. And that same consciousness just ruined the entire trip mm. for her. And just as she went back, what they were on the plane, what they were returning, it, it just continued. I'm going to send you pictures of her in Mecca mm. at that time. And so uh, so it continued when they got back to Nigeria. Yeah. She could not stay still. She was still loved. He didn't understand what was happening with her. But I was like, what's going on? But she knew she was having supernatural encounters with the Lord. Mm. And at the point that she made up her mind and said, this is it. I'm not going to be here anymore. That was the point that she started going to church at first secretly, attending revival right, right. services. And then eventually she knew she had a run for her life because he found out that she was going to church and it was going to be a lot of trouble. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for sharing more details of her encounters. Um, those are things that are that are really interesting. And I know a lot of people care deeply about what those encounters are like, because we all want God to encounter us. We all want to have those encounters with Jesus where it's like he is there right. and you, you know it. And you've, you've had those experiences and those encounters as well. And they've marked your life right. and it has really helped you launch this ministry that you, that you're doing and you've God's brought you to Canada and now you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area and you've only been there not even a, a full year and God has been blowing up the ministry and you're seeing a, a tremendous amount of fruit already. Tell us about that. Right. Uh, post COVID, the spirit of the Lord was impressing on me to expand our ministry reach uh, to the United States. And the Lord specifically gave instructions about being in the DFW. So we came out by faith with no church affiliation or network. And myself, my family, and a few of our ministry team that had come with, along from, from Canada, uh, we began to uh, conduct revival meetings from the 4th of December of 2022. And that's just about 10, 11 months ago. And, and the harvest and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit literally hit the region as God began to send a wave after wave of revival and healings and delivers 
And the hunger that's in the earth realm today is unprecedented. We've never seen such an outpouring of the Spirit of God. And it feels like we are living through the very essence of the Joel 2.28 prophecy where God says, I will pour out my spirit. Within the first 12 weeks, by the time we hit the the first week of March, the harvest that God was sending and the number of souls that were coming to Jesus and people getting healed and getting delivered was so much. Mm. It necessitated for us to open a second campus in uh, Grand Prairie. Yes. Mm. So we opened another one in, in the Jefferson Street area of the Grand Prairie and the explosion continued. But I felt that the Lord wanted to do more because he kept giving me encounters as well. And mm. this has been the way that our ministry would, would, would navigate, not by the will of man, but every single time that the Spirit of the Lord wanted to bring a major shift, he would call me to a place of intimate encounters of prayer, prophetic intercession. And as I began to seek the Lord, it becomes clear that God was going to birth something new the next phase. And God was saying, believe me for thousands. And at the time being that we just got to the region, not mm-hmm. barely four months, I did not know what I was going to look like. But he told me, sick me in the fast season. And the people of God were fasting and praying. And at the end of that, the Lord birthed a revival movement. By the time we hit the month of June, we were able to do an, a big outpouring outreach in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, that hosted 10,000 people in one service. And he wasn't just, because it's unprecedented. I could not even understand such a wave of the Spirit of God that the Lord said. I knew God was going to uh, pour in his glory and thousands would be blessed through it. And when we started to uh, announce the event and make campaigns about it, I said, okay, if the Lord, because he told me expect thousands, I said, maybe the Lord want to send two or 3,000 people. But by the time we hit the second, third, fourth week, we had over seven to 8,000 people who had registered and the hunger continued to increase. It was the Holy Spirit moving. We had to change the venue from the initial place we're going to have the event and move to a whole different place. But what's even the bigger testimony was not the fact that thousands came, but the glory of God that hit the place and the outpouring of revival. And the testimonies, a lot of people came and I, I remember the story of, of a gentleman that said that, you know, he was initiated into the Masonic order as a child and he gave his heart to the Lord after a while. But a spirit of societal depression spirit just plagued his life. He sought for freedom beyond just the entrance level of salvation. He wanted to encounter the power of God. And he did not have that experience until he walked into that revival ground and many thousands more were getting healed, getting delivered. People, it was like the Holy Ghost just swept through the room. So God has continued beyond that first encounter to take us into seasons where there was all of a sudden an exposure and explosion of our ministry in the region as hundreds literally every week began to show up. Now we just um, move to a new building 
uh, that could uh, accommodate larger numbers. And so we're getting ready for the second uh, outpouring of the Spirit of God uh, on the 18th of November this this year, uh, which is about uh, about 25 days from now. We're expecting the Lord to kind of just heal more people, even mm-hmm. greater than what he did the first time. So we have a lot of our ministry friends that are collaborating with us to uh, kind of step into the front line of this wave of the Spirit of God that is happening right now. Uh, Pastor Greg Locke is joining us um, Isaiah is going to be there. Apostle Pagani is going to be there. And also Dr. Malachi O'Brien. Mm. They are all coming up to be part of this wave of the Spirit of God that's just hit the DFW. We, we God told us to build a house of, of prayer and power in the region and to take that fire across the United States. So we, we're going to be seeing such, you know, manifestations of the Spirit of God that's unprecedented over the next weeks and months. The Lord say that's going to happen. Amen. Amen. And you've got some, uh, I'll say heavy hitters there involved with you there and with Pastor Greg Locke and Alexander Pagani, Isaiah Saldivar. I mean, those are people that we're, we're very well connected with and we, we love seeing what God has been doing in their ministries. And if they're connected with you, that says a lot, brother. It really does. What are, what are some testimonies of individual people um, as a result of these uh, of these outpourings that are that are happening, because right. you, we know that when the presence of the of the Lord inhabits a place, and you know He inhabits the praises of His people, but you know people shouldn't leave the same way that they came. Right. You know, if there things are happening, we know that there is a testimonies that are resulting from this. What are what are some testimonies that you can share uh, from these uh, not just events, but from this outpouring? Right. Excellent question. You know, I believe also that, you know, the uh, changed lives is the, is the evidence of an authentic ministry. And, uh, the, and we've, we've seen hundreds of testimonies, but I'm going to share about two or three that literally stands out for me. Uh, so uh, on one of the evening services that we had, an elderly lady walked into the service. And, you know, the moment that the Lord uh, connected my eyes to lock on her, I saw and I felt a demonic presence that was wrapped around her. And I did not know at first what the detail of this was, but the Spirit of the Lord told me to call her and pray gently for her. Mm. So when I called her out, as she got closer to me, and our ministry team was there as well, supporting and praying, God was downloading specific insight about just a demon that had been prevalent in her family bloodline and how it has held her bound. And as I began to pray, there was a manifestation, a very violent manifestation, where a spirit was speaking from this lady and was saying that it had come from a paternal bloodline of, of a grand, grandmother, and it was there to kill her son. Just say, I'm there to kill her son, speaking through this woman, and there's nothing, nobody could take her out of my hand. So God told me, break the covenant, break the covenant. So we began to pray. I broke the covenant and I rebuked the spirit. Get out of her in the name of Jesus. Immediately, the power of God came on this woman and she was free. When she got up, she said, well, everything that happened is just what has been happening in her life. She Mm -hmm. had three sons and the devil had been killing the sons. It's been a terrible tragedy in their family. 
The first son died of drug overdose, and the second son was a victim of gang shooting. And she said, I have only one son, and he's now addicted to drugs, and he's on his way to, you know, just dying. And I don't know, but if the Lord deliver me today, I'm going to come back next week with my son. Hmm. So the following week, true to her word, she came back to the service and had her son uh, standing beside her in the service. And when I saw him, you could tell that the cold hand of Satan through addiction was present on his life. He, he was, it, was, it was an overwhelming presence of darkness. Then I called him to the altar and I prayed for him. Mm. And the manifestation of the Spirit of God on his life. And the Lord set him free immediately. So about two, three weeks passed. I did not see either the mom or the, or the son. I did not hear from them. My ministry team tried to reach them. We couldn't get hold of them. We did not know what happened. Then about three weeks later, this young man walked into the building. And believe you me, I could not recognize him. Mm. He had changed completely. He looked healthy. He had given his heart to the Lord Jesus. And he said that day was the last time he touched the drugs. Wow. <laughs> he was clean. He wore a nice suit. <laughs> and he looked great. And he said, I just came to share my testimony that the Lord has changed my life completely. Wow. Now, another testimony that also uh, kind of stand out for me is... Yeah, please share. Yeah, another amazing man of God, um, a U.S. veteran. He was part of the war, and he had fallen out of the aircraft during a combat mission. Mm. And then he broke his knees. And according to him, he's had every surgery possible. I have videos of these encounters, all of this. He said, he said, there's no way ever because he had a dislocation of the disc at the back. Mm. He was in excruciating pain every time. And the power of the Lord came on him and he was healed anciently. And as I speak to you, to you today, sir, that man <laughs> is still healed. He runs faster than anybody I know. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. The Lord has visited the FW. He's started to pour his glory on the region. And we know the fire is going to spread across the United States. We're sure of it. We're going to keep finding the flame. And we're going to keep seeing many more thousands of people set free by the power of God. Yeah. So you've got this conference coming up in uh, just a few weeks in, in uh, November. And you've got uh, these these uh, powerhouses that are coming. How can people uh, find out more about more information about this? Excellent. So you could go to our website, uh, BibleDavids.org. And, and the link there is slash DMD. So BibleDavids.org slash DMD, which is Dallas Mass Deliverance. BibleDavids.org. B-I-B-L-E-D-A-V-I-D-S dot O-R-G slash D-M-D. And then you'll see all the details about the conference, all of the guest speakers and the actual venue that we are using and all 
that you all the information and the FAQs are there. Uh, thousands are already registering. It's mm. going to be a big display of the power of God. All of this very carefully handpicked servants of God who have proven integrity and proven ministry are going to be there. Uh, they've been praying about it. I've been communicating with them. They've been fasting and seeking the Lord uh, to just pour his anointing on the region and on every life that will be present. And Amen. that's what we want to see. The Lord said to us, this event is not just your usual cliche conference. It is the hospital of the spirit. And it's going to be a battleground. It's a place where as kingdom generals, all of these men of God combining forces with myself and my wife are going to go to the, to the enemy's territory. And we're going to pull people out of the claws of the enemy. We're going to trust God to break generational curses, to break addictions, depression, schizophrenia, all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. People, the last one we had, we were taking crutches from people because we were extending our faith. The gift of the Spirit was moving. Jesus was glorified and a lot of people were blessed. So that's what God is going to do more for us in this coming conference. November the 18th. November the 18th, 2023. It's a Saturday. It's a one-day-only conference. The gates will open at 7 a.m. The conference will start at 9 a.m. And it's not your usual, you know, uh, it's, it's a warfare. Everybody comes on the front line. We pull people out. We preach the word in power. And we let the Holy Spirit move and set people free. Amen. Amen. That sounds exciting. We're going to definitely have to uh, connect with you again as uh, as that event is wrapped up and we can hear some testimonies from that. Yes. But uh, Apostle David, um, whenever I have the opportunity to have somebody like yourself on, I like to ask them to pray for the people that are watching. Right. Um, so in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to do that. But you said that you've had several different encounters with Jesus and even some recently. Can you share another one of those encounters and what God has been revealing to you? Praise God. You know, um, the Lord has allowed me access into the God realm. And when God breaks the portals and he brings you into uh, beyond the outward court and he causes you to walk into the holy place and he invites you repeatedly, uh, he, he does it specifically to superimpose a revelation or a level of consciousness of his presence and power into your life. So over, over, over the years, uh, after my first initial encounter with the Lord, he had continued to give me ongoing encounters. Sometimes it comes a couple of times in a year. Now, just about the time we first got to the DFW, like it's my usual, uh, you know, custom. That's how I, what I do every morning uh, or for the most part of the morning. I would pray a walk in the morning and I'll get up about four or five a.m. And I walk for about maybe an hour, sometimes two hours as God just give me grace. Or if the weather is pleasant, I just keep mm. walking. So this particular morning I got out of bed and I was still kind of sitting behind, you know, the, the 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 head of the bed, not fully like awake, but I knew I was getting ready to go on a prayer walk. And then uh, 
Now, I saw that my wife got up from the bed and, you know, she moved towards the right to go towards, um, you know, the bathroom. And then, and while I was still laying behind my back, I saw all of a sudden somebody was walking also towards this side of the bathroom where my wife had walked initially. And he had a calmness to his presence. And I knew I was not sleeping, definitely. I was just like lying there and trying to calibrate my thought. And as he walked past, he wore a white robe and it was like he was floating in the air. It felt like he was not walking. He did not have like steps. Like his, his movement was so very sublime and straight that I, I, I couldn't tell if he was walking or if he was floating through. But still, my, my, my brain and my mind was still kind of, maybe it was my wife. I couldn't, but then all of a sudden, after he moved this way, I saw my wife, she was returning back from the washroom. And, and as she was coming back, that was when it dawned on me that there was a thought person that I had just seen. And I said, I jumped up. I said, oh, my God, what, what, what were you wearing? What color were you wearing? She said, well, can't you see I'm wearing like blue or something? I said, did you see the man that walked past here? He was wearing a white robe. That was a big Jesus. That was a big Jesus. And then I just, I just, I just, I bowed my head and I was praying. I was just in the presence of the Lord. And I heard the spirit of the Lord. He came to me and said, Said, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go for our walk. Mm. And I said, Oh my God, I did not know it was our walk. I thought it was my walk. <laughs> that literally, it shifted me on a level that is unprecedented. I just saw his presence and his glory walk through the room. Wow. Wow. Apostle Bible David, it's great to have you here. And I'm going to ask you to pray right now for the people that are watching this, that they would have encounters with the Holy Spirit, encounters with Jesus, like you were just describing, because those things have has marked your life and it has changed your life dramatically as your relationship with him has deepened. And so I'm just going to ask you to, to release a prayer uh, over our viewing audience right now. Well, praise the Lord. I want to thank God for this opportunity. And I thank God for all of those who are watching or reading this testimony. Now, the Lord want me to tell you to start to hunger for his presence. Begin to have a desire for God's presence. The anointing of God is not far-fetched. All that matters is that you hunger for it. David cried to God in Psalm 42, verse 1, As the deer longs or pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. And it almost feel as though the move of the Spirit of God and tangible manifestation of the power and presence of God has become so far-fetched in our modern culture. And it's just because nobody is stirring themselves up. Nobody is going beyond the synthetic superficiality of all the aesthetic things that we have caged ourselves around. If you would turn down the phone just a little bit and cry to God in the place of prayer, the Lord want to talk to you.
If you get off the social media just a little bit, if you get off Instagram just a little bit, if we stop worrying about the things that we have no power to control, things about our lives, our marriages, our relationships, our finances, if we would demonstrate real faith and say, God, I can't handle this. I give it to you. Just meet me in the place of your presence as I seek your face. You're going to see the glory of God. So this is my heart desire today that you will seek the Lord beyond this prayer and let the Holy Spirit use this prayer, this encounter to ignite fire in your spirit and to, to birth in you a longing for God's presence that will compel you to disdain mediocrity, to embrace the place of consecration and place of seeking for the glory of God. Spirit of God, I thank you. I thank you a thousand times for a thousand people who are connected to us and listening. Lord, these are distinct individuals, men and women of God, that you have a unique calling for their lives. Lord, a lot of these people have carried burdens and many have carried pain. Many have been at a breaking point concerning life circumstances. Many have carried sickness, disease, mental health issues. Many have prodigal children who have run from home and they don't even know where they are. They may not have even heard from them in months or even years. Many God may have even had church hurt, broken, and disappointed by the people they served and loved and trusted. But in the midst of all of this, we recognize that your will for our lives is constant. And that's what I'm asking you to do, God, that you will break down the power of darkness, break down the spirit of restraint and everything and anything that try to hold any of this God's people bound. I ask God's anointing to radically break it off and set you free, bring you to wholeness, bring you to healing, bring you to deliverance, bring you to elevation, bring you out of poverty bring you out of debt, bring you out of cancer, break the power of disease, heal your body, restore your soul, rejuvenate your anointing, revive your anointing, and bring you into a God alignment. Receive your breakthrough right now. Walk upon your high places. Do the impossible. Overcome adversity. Become unstoppable. In Jesus' name, I speak against addiction, depression, darkness. I speak against every unexplainable, mysterious manifestation of witchcraft, the power of sorcery, divination, ancestral curses, generational negative behavioral patterns. I destroy it off of your life. And I ask that in the next three days, in the next seven days, and some of you within 14 and maximum 30 days, you're going to have a real turnaround story in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you know what? We're going to see each other in heaven. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Apostle Bible David, thank you so much for that prayer. And I just want to encourage everybody that's watching that if you are connecting with that prayer that he gave, that, that word that he gave, I want you to write in the comments that you agree with that. Amen. And then whenever you see the fulfillment of that, write in the comments again and say, I saw God fulfill that. And this is how we want to use that to encourage people and encourage them to 
uh, to share the goodness of the Lord. And that is so important to do because it's it's one thing to receive a miracle. It's another thing to go on and, and testify that because that is in, that is going to spread. It's going to help people understand and have faith because mm-hmm. faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And right. testimonies are a, a part of that. The, the word of God is the word of God, but a testimony right. is, is very important. It does build your faith as well. Right. Apostle Bible David, thank you so much for being here on Charisma News to to share about your story, the ministry that God has called you to, and this amazing conference. And go to BibleDavids.org, uh, BibleDavids.org slash DMD. Information for that will be in the description as well. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here. I've enjoyed every bit of the moment. I look forward to being back. <laughs>